Welcome to Business Mentorship Keeping It Real, where we feature entrepreneurs and enterprise leaders who share their business stories in our guest blog, found on shareyourstories.online. Our guest is Sabrina Victoria, a podcast host, author, and time management expert. And we're going to discuss how she's able to help others create their masterpiece as the CEO of Human Better 365. And Sabrina joins us from Boca Raton, Florida. Welcome. Thank you. So appreciate you having me on. Listen, it's such a pleasure because I know that every single person, when I've had recent conversations in my network, we've all been talking about working smarter, not harder. And the platform to that is obviously time management. So tell us a little bit about how you've become the time management expert. Yes. Um, Well, one of the things that I love to talk about or I guess not talk about is this word procrastination. I don't know about you, but so many of my clients, when I first take them on, there's this guilt or this feeling of one, doing all the things all the time, and then two, procrastinating with all the things all the time. And this balance or this ebb and flow that um, so many individuals have this guilt and this shame upon them because they're comparing themselves to other entrepreneurs out there and they're feeling as if they're doing it all wrong. So one of the things that I love to touch on in just these short little spurts is this word procrastination and how I believe or I teach that the entire thing is just a myth. Um, To me, we're always procrastinating all of the time. There is no way to get away from this thing that so many of us feel these feelings about because you and I right now, look at us. Well, right now we are being productive, right? We're being productive in our business. You're working on your side, doing your thing. I'm working on my side, doing my thing. We're being productive. However, in this core of 15, 20 minutes that we're hanging out here, there are a hundred other things that we're procrastinating on that are equally as um, important when it comes to running a business. So when you're saying yes to one thing in your life, you are also saying no to everything else in your life. So one of the things that I teach is instead of talking about time management, instead of talking about procrastination, let's focus on two things. And those two things are energy, how much energy you have, and attention. Where is your attention? Because time, you can't really manage it. Time is just flowing, right? That's right now, we've been, on, we've been talking now for a few minutes. Or I've been talking now for a few minutes. There's nothing we can do to try to organize the time. Correct. But what we do have control over is how our energy, how much energy we have at certain times during the day, and where we are actually placing our attention. So I talk a lot about as far as, you know, do you know when your peaks of energy are? Oh, that's a really good point. Because you know, there's lots of people that say, Oh, I'm a morning person, you know, I get everything done between five and eight in the morning. And you know, because I love getting up with the sun and you know, all of those things. And other people say, Oh, geez, no, yeah, like I need my sleep till noon. And then I'm really productive in the afternoon. So that's a super good point. Because I think when we're entrepreneurs, especially if we're a solopreneur, or even if we're leading a team, and we may or may not be going into the office, we have we force ourselves to be try to be productive during that eight hour time frame, right? Yep. 
So we put so much pressure on ourselves to be productive, maybe when it's not the best time for us to be productive. Exactly. That's so the thing. How, how do we manage that with our teams? Because if say I'm an afternoon person and you're a morning person and we're both working in the same company, how do we manage our time yeah. so that we're both being productive when it's the best time for us? 100%. One of the things that I talk about is health. And I know that that just sounds so cliche. Um, you know, if you are working at a job a nine to five, there isn't a whole lot around that, obviously. So making sure you're at peak health, um, getting in the right foods at the right time, the right nutrition, the right exercise. Uh, one of the things that I have found with several of my clients that are in this predicament of working for somebody else is you know, they've, they've lived a, a certain part of their life working out every morning. They work out in the morning, but then they're seeing this huge drudge of energy fall right around two, three o'clock in the afternoon where they just don't want to be doing anything. So what we've worked on is possibly switching that workout to maybe asking boss, like, hey, listen, can I get an hour lunch versus a half hour lunch, come in a half hour earlier, whatever that is, working out in the afternoon and or switching it to working out at night. Now, obviously, you know, if you're in the habit of doing that, switching that around might seem like a huge inconvenience for some people. However, when you're talking about making sure that you're implementing the right amount of energy throughout a certain amount of time, switching up the way that you're doing your daily life might be the best thing for you as far as not hitting that lull right around two or three o'clock in the afternoon. So that's just one, you know, small tidbit. You know, that's a really great example because um, one of the things that we've all been doing, hopefully in the last few years, is we've been spending a lot more time outdoors or we've been spending a lot more time doing extracurricular things and because we've had the flexibility with time and yeah. work. Um, but to your point, lots of folks are going back to the office. And so that creates a whole new opportunity or a whole new dynamic around time and how we're going to manage that time. Yeah. Now, how do you action? So say as an example, you're really motivated by being going out for a walk and, you know, you've decided I'm going to walk for my half hour lunch. I'm going to walk and talk with my colleagues or I'm going to eat my sandwich while, you know, I'm on the move. How do you action some of the other things? So when you get to that three o'clock lull, because I think all of us have that lull yeah. in the afternoon. So is it the right snack? Is it the right nutrition? Is it um, maybe taking a five or 10 minute break and having a coffee boost in the afternoon? Are those all things that are doable for folks in order to get their energy level back up? Yeah, love that you mentioned coffee because I do not push coffee. I am not a coffee drinker myself. Um, to me, coffee is just uh, something like a Band-Aid to kind of cover up that look. Yep. You're not getting enough sleep. You're not getting enough water. Um, not, you know, not hitting the gym the way that you should be hitting the gym to really get that adrenaline running. Uh, one of the things that I uh, do in my own world of entrepreneurship, which anyone can do, is there's these things in our, our work day that I call zombie tasks. They're tasks that are kind of done without a whole lot of brain power, whether it's copy or pasting, whether it's, um, you know, calls where you don't really have to be on, but just like catch up calls, um, things that you need to be doing throughout your day in order to keep the ball rolling, but they don't really take a lot of um, mental and emotional 
um, fortitude to actually do them. So during those lulls in my day, which is usually around that time, because I do wake up at five in the morning and I do work out. So I do have a lull um, right around one, two, three o'clock is when I do my zombie tasks. So tasks that don't really, I can literally just completely zone out, not really even be paying attention to what I'm doing, but then still make sure that I am being productive uh, versus, you know, taking a nap or falling asleep right. in my car or just, you know, head down on the computer. I know I've done that before where literally I'm in the middle of something and literally just falling asleep while I am doing it. Um, and a lot of those tasks are things where I have to be up, you know, right. so I'm standing or I'm going back and forth to a copier or taking phone calls where I can be walking around, like you're saying. So really cutting my tasks into ones in the morning that really need my mental and emotional um, ability to be able to function like high, you know, high end sales calls where you're asking for a lot of money. You got to be totally on podcasting like this. And then also my zombie tasks that can be done during that lull in the day. So, you know, if I'm hearing you correctly, one of the things that you're saying is prioritizing your to-do list or your, the, the list of action items that you want to take that day around your energy level. Exactly. Yep. That's all it is. So prioritizing them one to three, or some people do one to four, and then the threes and fours would be considered your zombie tasks. I do one, two, three. So one is high, two is medium, and then three are my zombie tasks. Oh, that's a really good point. Prioritizing the priority list is, is yes. almost how, how to, to maximize your opportunities throughout the day. Now, you're a podcast host, and you have a number of different podcasts, actually. So give our viewing and listening audience a little bit of background into how you decided to start to share the stories of other folks. Is it, was it because you were trying to help your own target market to sort of see that they're not alone? There's lots of other people that are experiencing the same things. Um, give us a little insight into the, the sort of light bulb moment that created your podcast journey. Yeah, my podcast journey just started with me wanting to tell my own story. I mean, that's how oh. it all, I just wanted a platform to tell my own story. And then through that storytelling and me on my own healing journey, other people just kind of started to come out of the woodworks just in relatable stories, or I'm so sorry, or good for you, or, right. um, you know, my story is the same as your story. And, you know, throughout that process, me just kind of recognizing and seeing where the world was going as far as podcasting. And then reaching out and saying, Hey, would you maybe let's want talk. to be on the podcast? Yeah. yeah, let's talk. Let's talk. Yeah. And it just kind of, I wasn't trying to, I know uh, nowadays people start a podcast in order to really create something or pull, you know, into their business. I literally just fell into it. Um, I wasn't necessarily trying to do anything with, I was just trying to navigate my own story myself sure. and it has, I mean, um, I, I have turned my main podcast, which, which is her version, a uh, female based podcast on storytelling into the actual main part of my business and how I really pull a community towards me, but it's evolved into that. Sure. Sure. Now, how did you come up with the name? human better 365 because i i absolutely love the name of your business and Thank i'm you. making the assumption that 365 is based on the number of days in the year that you have to you know we have to work on ourselves in order to achieve our goals and objectives yes so um i've always loved the word human 
I just think that a human is just such a powerful word, powerful word that we don't really acknowledge what it means to be human. I just think it is like magnificent. Um, so me putting such a high value on this word how awesome is it to not only say that it is a noun, but it is also a verb. Like that is how powerful it is. So to be a human and then also to human. Um, so really flipping it on its backside as far as what it means to be human. And then also this concept of if we just do a percent better every single day in evolving our mental, emotional, physical, financial health or wealth, um, what that would look like after 365 days or two or three or four or 10 years um, on dedicating some time to ourselves and how we're evolving as a human. You know, that's such a wonderful uh, visual, uh, you know, adding a little percentage of something each and every day so that at the end of 365 days, what have you actually accomplished? You know, how much better do you feel? Yeah. Um, you know, what, what is your contribution back to your own personal community? Because I think that's really something that's very important in today's day, day and age, as far as being a leader is being able to contribute back to our communities. So, yeah. you know, clients are not just customers. We end up establishing relationships to your point about the human connection, right? Yeah. Um, because we only do business with people that we feel we have a human, human connection with. But exactly. I think we've forgotten. We've totally forgotten to say, you know, I think that you're awesome and I would like to learn something from you. Yeah. So, and that all comes from personal introductions or referrals or seeing a podcast like this and saying, wow, that person is really amazing. I'd like to talk to them a little bit more. Absolutely. So do you find that in your, the work that you do and the leaders and folks that you work with, is there a quality or a personality trait that you find that is similar amongst the people that are in your community? Heart-centered and high empathetic vibes. Those are really two great yeah. ones, right? <laughs> yeah. Because you certainly can't be human if you don't have empathy. Yeah. Yep. 100%. And it wasn't like I went seeking those people out, just that they attracted just, to you. Yeah, exactly. Right? So yeah. do you think that our empathy has changed, Sabrina, in the last little while? I mean, you know, the whole world's been kind of turned on on a whole new vibe. You know, we've, we've kind of had the, I remember being a child with those little tops, you know, that we used to spin. And I think the world's been on this like huge whirlwind. Do you find that empathy has changed for people? As far as people acknowledging it, yes. Um, you know, I grew up what I was always called a crier or somebody who was weak or somebody who here she goes again. And me really seeing my vibrations or my emotions as being something that were bad, something that had to be hidden, something where I had to run to the bathroom and hide or apologize for. And, you know, when I hit my uh, personal healing journey or my personal development journey is when I really came to acknowledge like this thing that I have inside of me as far as being able to vibe off of somebody else's, um, you know, facial recognition or the, their eyes or um, a micro expression that I see. And the fact that I can vibe off of that is a superpower, is yeah. something that I now consider 
magnificent that I can do as far as feeling people's feelings. Now, keeping it in check is another thing, right? That's a whole nother um, healing journey that I myself have been on. But yes, 100%. I think that we are, the the world is changing. Uh, These individuals that do have these superpowers as far as being able to sense that stuff is now considered a, like a quality in the work environment to have individuals within your space that do have that quality um, because it has to be balanced, right? right? There has to be people, you know, who sit, fit, you know, fit certain types of personalities, um, categories in order for our businesses to really start to ramp up um, in the direction that you want them to go in. There has to be, you know, and that's one of them. I think empathy is one of them. You know, that's a really good point. You know, we, we shouldn't necessarily hire people that are like us. We need to hire people who are not like us because that's the only way that we're really going to be able to, yep. to learn from each other and creatively begin to brainstorm and take our businesses to the next level, right? I mean, it takes some great ideas and we can't get that if, we, if we're only talking to people who are exactly the same as us. 100. Yep. Yeah. You're right. Now, one of the things that we do in the guest blog is we share three words of advice. And I am especially interested in hearing the backstory for your three words because they're they're really very empowering and they are everything is okay. Yeah. Uh, so this has been with me for well over a decade, maybe 15, 16 years. Uh, my story is pretty intense as far as the roller personal coasters journey. that the yeah. universe has given me. Yeah. And throughout um, that journey, there was a point every single day when I thought that the world was going to come to an end and I was going to die because I just couldn't take it anymore. And then I hit a point where I had been through so much and I had done so much and I had overcome so much that I started to really stand on this foundation of everything's okay. Right. Like everything's going to be okay and everything yeah. is okay. And just this is the reassuring mantra that I say to myself to this day, whenever I feel this anxiety or this um, this pulsating through my body of, oh my gosh, what is yeah, overwhelmed? Yeah. We all get overwhelmed, yes. right? Just reminding myself that everything is okay. Taking a few moments in silence and then getting right back to what is the next right step or the next right thing to be doing um, in whatever I'm doing. It could be relationships, right. health, business. It could be within anything, but just this acknowledgement to myself that everything is okay and we can just take a step forward. You know what? That's such a wonderful way for us to end our conversation today because that's a very powerful takeaway for each of the folks who have joined us to be able to really realize, you know, give yourself a break. Um, everything is going to be okay. So I'd like to thank you so much for joining me and sharing not only some great tips on uh, time management, but on just life in general and how we navigate some of the challenges that we deal with. So thank you so much. To those of us who have joined us today, I'd like to thank you for tuning into this edition of Keeping It Real, where we introduced you to the person behind the logo. I'm Trish Tonai, founder and host for the series. And if you're interested in sharing your business story, visit our website at shareyourstories.online. And all of the information so that you can connect with Sabrina will be available in the drop-down menu on either the podcast or the video link. So thanks again for joining us, and we look forward to meeting you next time. 
when we share another great idea.